Ian. Dave. Victoria. Hello. Victoria effing Scott. We had to have you back on the show. Yes. For, this is the Apex Adjacent podcast. We, Ian and I did some things. And the very first thing that we thought of was we need to talk to Victoria about the things that we've done. We're going to get to that. But how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I'm, I live in, because the last time we talked, I was uh, crashing in Kyle Chiromka's house um, in Los Angeles. My van had broken down on my transcontinental road trip. Uh, finished that up. Um, moved to Reno, Nevada, got a full-time job staff writing at The Drive, so I do news and features for us now. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. I, it's, been a, it's been an interesting year. That's a really good way to put it. It's been a very interesting year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. See, also the last several years uh, for everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we're, let's, let's cut right to it. So we thought of of you because we got the chance to drive the new civic si and the new acura integra back to back and we were like we need like a honda sage to come Mm -hmm. in and help us make sense of all these feelings that we have that we don't know what to do with honda's unofficial unpaid pr lady (laughs) yes exactly where do i swipe my credit card for the therapy copay (laughs) do i I just hold it up to the webcam i'll read it i'll read it hang on (laughs) i need Um, three digits on the back as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so we i mean you have so much history with honda and so much uh i don't know we look up to you when it comes to your uh automotive opinions in general um but i think you have a very special uh thread when it comes to honda stuff right yeah so my my, i've i have two brands that i kind of have like relationships with um in terms of my personal life and it's been toyota which i've owned four different cars from and they've usually they're usually like deep loving bonds which hurt me um immensely in some way and so it's kind of with their with toyota stuff it's kind of like this is so good and no other car fills this purpose but also i will be hurt repeatedly for seeking out this specific vehicle my supra and my matrix xrs and my van all kind of fit into this category marcia's down for the moment she's got more mechanical problems and just like as you're noticing i've been on this show twice the van has been down with repairs both times it's <laughs> a certain point i have to admit like okay yeah, this is a little challenging sometimes, especially given the the parts uh, supply issues. Um, little do you know, it's been us flying out and breaking your van, so that way you no, can't leave. No. So you have to be on our. No, show. I went underneath it, and I did. I, there's a dent in the transmission pan, and that is on me. <laughs> that was that was a hundred percent my doing. I take full credit. There wasn't um, like a I, bunch of gray hair and a hammer laying there. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I saw. If you got up to, I was, I did it on top of a mountain um, next to the Fallon Test Range. They actually have the Top Gun program out here in Nevada. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was like I was driving down. It was like a twenty percent grade, and I was just super heavy on the brakes and compressing all the suspension. And I clunked it off a rock, and I was like, "It's probably fine. No lights came on." <laughs> and then fourth gear never came back, and I was like, "Hmm." So well, I mean I don't know maybe chance. maybe Ian was hiding under the dirt the hard packed dirt service just waiting to like toss a rock in my transmission pan. No, but I I do feel like I would have been beneficial in that moment because I have a really particular knowledge of what a like crippling rock 
to an oil pan sounds like and feels like in a car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I've gone through so many on my Volkswagen. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the Toyota relationship, which is much more of like a, I, I will never, I will never like pen a love letter to Toyota in general, but Honda, I've owned two Hondas. I've had an 88 Prelude SI Mm -hmm. and then um, an 86 Honda Accord Aero Deck, which is probably getting sold sometime in the near future, partially to finance fixing the van. Um, But both of those cars are the complete opposite. They have, they, I, I have let them down. The only reason I got rid of my Prelude was because I took a road trip. I daily drove it to work every day and it was phenomenal and it handled incredible. And I bought it for $3,000 and it was just like, it was a bright Barbados yellow Y49, five-speed manual, two OSI, two-wheel steering. And it was just, it, on economy tires, just ringing the hell out of it. It was just so much fun. I always had a blast in that thing. And then my Accord is slammed on a combination of coilovers on work equips with a big sound system in it. And it's the most fun cruiser I've ever owned. And it just you feel like hot shit driving it. Um, and then every other Honda I've ever interacted with, I learned how to drive on an 8th Gen Civic sedan. My ex had an 8th Gen Civic SI with a supercharger, big stickies, like autocross monster. Um, I One of my close friends is like a CRV. Like every, every Honda I've ever interacted with has always been just so well fit for its purpose and it never complains. And then once I started reviewing cars, the first car I reviewed uh, professionally that was like from a loaner fleet was a Ridgeline, HPD Ridgeline. That's so it had right. Like the yeah. graphics and like the black plastic cladding and stuff. And I loved it. I slept out of that thing. I asked the Honda's PR guy, I was like, so is it cool if I like go camping in this thing and I like sleep in it? And he was like, yeah, sure. Go, go use it like a truck. And I was like, cool. Um, and then everything that I've reviewed since then, I've just been pretty overwhelmingly pleased with. So like you can kind of get an idea of where I'm going to go with my opinion on these two cars, but yeah, that's my, yeah. my, I just, I I'm waiting for a Honda to let me down and I'm still waiting and I've driven dozens at this point. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Yeah. It, it really is. And and not to spoil anything. I think that like the, the thing about Ian and I is like how we feel about these cars. I don't want to speak on your behalf, Ian, but we love them. It's just complicated. It's, it's just like there's different ways like that we feel about each of them, but it's absolutely an overall positive force, right? Yeah, and I think uh, being let down and you letting them down versus the car letting you down is a good way to kind of think about, especially, I think, the Integra, right? Because I think that the only way that the two of you are going to be let down after your interaction with it as if you brought something to uh to it that 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 wasn't right you know i'm talking mostly about expectations right like that <laughs> that you can you can sour your relationship with the integra by having it in your head and you talked a lot about this in your review um thinking too much about the third gen uh right. type r um instead is, of acura as like the brand right 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 well yeah i i did that story for i did two for the drives i did like the straightforward first drive of the integra and yeah i really liked it um just as a car in a vacuum for its price if you compare it against what else is in its segment i liked the driving experience i like that it comes with a six speed mm-hmm. i personally really i still think that Honda is doing infotainment probably the best out of anybody in like the non super luxury market right now, the way that they integrate the touchscreens and like physical controls, 
and just the whole layout in the dash feels very unintrusive and i like that um but yeah, the second review I did was about like the history of the Integra and stuff. And like the first Integra, which I drove, Honda's got a Heritage Fleet car and they let me drive it because I don't know. Um, <laughs> they were just like, here, have the keys to this like 30,000 mile 1986 Integra. And I was like, cool, I'm not asking questions. Um, but like the thing that was interesting to me about that is like the overwhelming experience stepping out of the very first Integra was not one of like, wow, this thing is so sporty or whatever. Cause I've driven old eighties Hondas and like, they all feel pretty great. They all have great transmissions. They all rev like that one's twin cam. So it felt a little bit better up top end, but like, they all great. I mean, they all, they all scream to, you know, whatever the red line is and they just feel like generally happy to be used like a sporty car. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing I stepped out of it was, is like, as opposed to a lot of other eighties cars, uh, it, like it wasn't, rattly it wasn't noisy they had falcon azenis on it and it still had like relatively low road noise on the freeway and like you could roll up the windows and it was still comfortable inside and like you felt a little isolated it was like a little baby step into luxury and that was the thing i came away from it thinking instead of like oh this is like the crazy type r sport which i've also I did like one lap in a Type R once, and it's the most sublime front-wheel drive car ever built. But it's it is a completely different animal, and that's like the badge. The Type R badge says this is going to be the best front-wheel drive sports car you've ever driven, and the Integra badge is like this is a it's a nice Civic. That's like what they've always been. That's my thoughts. Go, please. I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. And I <laughs> I, I completely agree. And I that was growing up. You know, I think I'm I'm. I'm definitely older than you. I think those Integras were really big when I was, you know, like a, a kid and they were always, you saw an Integra and you were like, Oh, that's somebody who's like on their way from civics, but not quite to a BMW three series or whatever. Right. Like yep. that was always the deal with those. Um, and the new one I think lives up to that really well. Like it's really comfortable and stuff like that. The thing that was so weird about it was like how different it felt than the SI. Like how we drove it back, we drove them back to back on a twist, a tight road, and the the SI felt significantly faster. Well, so here's the question: Did the Civic SI you drove have the summer tire option equipped? I believe it did. That is a lot of the reason, I think, because I drove the Civic Si with the summer tires, mm -hmm. which is like a two hundred dollar upcharge. I think they're Goodyear F one F ones. And F ones. Oh, sorry, there's Bert here. Bert, <laughs> um, he's interrupting the podcast. Um, Bert is my cat, just for listeners. Uh, <laughs> this is not a this is not a random person milling about my house. Dude, um, the frame. Yeah, <laughs> I told you to stay in your hole. <laughs> um, no, so the, I, I really think that that's a significant amount of where that difference came from because – so one of the things that I love the Civic Si for is that it's – the suspension tuning on it combined with the fact that it's got a really stiff chassis meant that like it could still have relatively reasonable spring rates while still offering what felt like incredibly firm handling. So I always was very confident of where like the limits were and stuff. And then I drove the Integra and it didn't feel the same at all. But I did – when we did the – when I looked through like the tech specs and stuff for the Integra, the Integra is 2% stiffer in chassis than the sedan Civic is. So it's not a matter of chassis. And I think it just comes down to a little bit of suspension tuning for sure. Cause they put the, the three-way adjustable on the, on the a spec, at least the top, 
top trim. Yeah. Uh, but I really think 90% of it comes down to those tires. Huh. It could um, be. And I, honestly, I think part of it is the seats too, because the seats in the SI are like outrageously, outrageously good and supportive and grippy. Mm-hmm. And it felt like in the Integra, at least when we were on the tighter sections and, and bombing it a little bit more, like you kind of are rolling around a little bit. And it kind of gives the impression that it's like wallowing, but I don't think it actually is. I I mean, I don't know. I, I thought it had a little bit more wallow to it than the SI did for sure. I, even with the, the thing is like, even all the way up to like sport or whatever and the adaptive dampers, mm-hmm. I never thought it was quite as stiff right. as the Civic SI was yep. just at its default factory setting. And so like, if you... If you like trail break the Integra, you definitely get like a little bit more roll and a little bit more push coming out of the rear than you would yep. in a Civic SI. Um, which I guess, like, I don't know, it's it it feels the Civic SI feels like it's engineered for an eight tenths canyon drive super well, and like that's kind of what it's chasing above all because it's got way more road noise and it's the seats are amazing, but they're a lot less comfortable for long trips. Mm-hmm. You know, I did like five hours on our test loop with the. Civic SI for the first drive, and I got out, and I'm like, I was like, wow, okay, those, I feel them, I have sores. Uh, um, whereas the Integra is like, you know, it's much more comfortable, and like the eight tenths experience is not going to be as enjoyable. But also, you can actually like drive to and from work, and like you can get out of the car, and yeah, not feel like the bolsters were like reminding you that you had a burger for lunch, you know, right. <laughs> I do think it's really important what you said, and and Ian, you called this out while we were driving it as well, uh, that like finding the limits of the Civic Si is pretty easy. Like it lets you know what they are very quickly and like you can get to them pretty quick, right? Like that communication is up and open, but it's it's not that it's vague with the Integra, but it's a lot more nuanced. Like it would take more effort to figure out exactly where things would break loose exactly like what would happen and personally i would be like a little bit more sketched out like trying to get there it would definitely take me longer to find them in the integra than the si yeah well and the integra too i would also say is like it's more sudden the civic is the civic is tuned super well for that kind of like front wheel drive car um progressive brake to understeer so it's like it's the kind of car that's just like please like explore the outer boundaries of what you can do because like i won't let you kill yourself and the integra isn't oriented like that and so it it like when i remember the the few times that i was like whoa that was a little interesting it came up very quickly because it and i really think 90 percent of it comes down to the tires i would be so curious to throw a set of the good years on an integra and see what it did i feel like yeah. it would be almost dead on huh that's a really good point i yeah. didn't even think about that we i don't think we checked to see what tires were on the integra we did not but like ian even like we found the rev limiter in second gear <laughs> on the civic si and then we we were like it's got to be different on the integra just because it feels different ian, i thought it was yeah i thought it was geared taller and i actually like grabbed the integra from another journalist and was like hey i need to do something real quick and i just like looped out of the parking lot hit the rev limiter in second gear and brought it right back <laughs> and it was it was the exact same in both cars like it was 53 miles an hour yeah, exactly nuts the same. on both yeah which i was shocked about because it felt way slower and it's yeah. just even in a straight line yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, that could also just be cabin isolation too, right? Yeah. Like the Civic is convincing right. you, hey, I'm really quick. No, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. 
Right? Yeah. And we, we drove a bunch of stuff that day and the civic SI was hands down the fastest thing on that route that we did. It was like a, a tight Canyon road sort of thing. And it was, Oh, it was like, it was such a joy to drive on that road. Like it was exactly, like you said, it's exactly what it was tuned for. And it was so confidence inspiring to just like, it just egged you on like, go, go, go. So glaring omission. I haven't driven the, um, Hyundai and cars. So I, I need to drive those. I know because right. like, people really love them. So I can't speak to that, but I've driven, I've driven a decent amount of the other stuff that kind of competes in that like $30,000 ish sporty sell to 27 year old idiots kind of category mm-hmm. where like you don't want a Miata because you might have three friends, but, <laughs> but basically like, I mean, occasionally you might have three friends. I don't know. I've heard it happens, um, <laughs> but like you, uh, you know, you want to have a sporty car. And so, and it's my favorite by far. Like if I continually tell people this, I'm probably going to stick with old broken down piles of crap for the rest of my life because it's just my personality. But if I did buy a new car, and I could actually find one on a lot, I would really consider a Civic Si just because it suits what I want so well. It's so good at being quick and like it's tolerable to go to the grocery store. And that's it. I drove a straight piped car with a welded diff to work every day. <laughs> like my standards for comfort are in the basement. So that thing is like driving a Maybach. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think you and Ian are very similar in that because his, his car slams so hard, his VW. It is so ready for the track and Denver roads are not friendly to it no yeah no they're not yeah re earlier oil pan comments yeah yeah but yeah and i I, yeah the 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 si just felt like i got in that thing and i was just like oh i'm i'm home this is exactly this is everything is exactly where i want it to be the seating position is like dead on you know the gearbox is amazing everything just and the seats were like perfectly sized for me like i was just well and even like honda's been on that thin pillar kick lately and so Mm -hmm. like you can even see better out of it like your lines going through corners where you're like okay i'm trying to like make sure there's no cars coming or anything like it's just it's ideal it is ideal and the the best thing is they walked back that horrendous styling (laughs) kick that they were on for a few years there where they were like (laughs) i need to i need to look like uh um you know, a Transformers gym bag or whatever the fuck if I were doing. <laughs> See, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people hated that. And like, I, I don't know. It's yeah, not I'm so, so I do think the new it. one yeah. is handsome. Yeah. I think it's good looking. I think it's, it's definitely needs to come in orange. I would yeah. never get it in any other color than that. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I, you know, a lot of people, it's funny because like a lot of people hated like the previous gen type R and I never did. I thought it was exact styled exactly at who it needed to be styled to, which was me. Well, there's that. <laughs> it's so easy to review these because I am the target market. I'm like 27 right. and I have too much adrenaline. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I, and I will say that the Integra looks, while we're on the subject of looks, that I am astounded at the gap. We were talking about this last week. Like the gap between how poorly the Integra photographs, or at least the photographs that a lot of the photographs that I've seen, and the way it looks in person. Like I can't remember a new car that where that Golf was so big. I, I also think that a big part of that was that their launch pictures just were really um, unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to diss another photographer's work, but uh, their their launch pictures for it were kind of. Um, I don't know. I think I would have used a different focal length if I were them, but 
what do I know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what did what was your what did you do to 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 get it to photograph well? Like what? what um, I did. A, I I did. I I think the big thing is like when I normally take pictures of cars, I like basically get on my knees mm-hmm. and shoot from like a super low angle. And if you look at my shots of the of the new Integra, they're taken a little bit higher. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it just comes down to like it doesn't shoot well at the traditional like car angle because of the way the grill is sloped i feel like mm. um so i just shot it a little bit higher and then like yeah. i used mostly a 50 um and that was more or less all i did i think it's a good looking car I, it's great looking yeah i also yeah. think that like they were doing themselves a disservice by launching it in that bright yellow with the mm-hmm. integra stripe on the bottom because when you do whenever you do that you look like you're trying to hide something and then everybody's like what yeah how bloated and big is this thing going to be how hideous is it going to be and it's like it's actually not they just i don't know why they did that it was a i don't know font callback or whatever it was a silly decision i think yeah yeah right like trying maybe too hard to tap into the type r like demo than maybe just the Acura integra demo yeah yeah i i mean personally Ian asked me which one I would rather have, and I haven't told him until now. I'd rather have the Acura Integra between these two cars. But then again, like, I, like if you blend the cars that I currently have today, which is a Fiat 500 Abarth yes. and a Lexus LS460, like you end up at an Acura Integra, right? <laughs> like that's when you like you crash those two cars into each other, and this spits out, yeah. It's like doing right? one of those face blend apps. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, and right. I think that's what's the other crazy thing about this is that I think the other, I think maybe some of the reason that people are a little bit like, I don't know what to do with this uh, right now is that this segment almost doesn't exist anymore, right? Like something that's um, sporty, but like more like junior executive-y with a small in a small front wheel drive package well, like, I what mean, else would you the, what would you cross shop with this um i think bmw's t- what is it whatever the, the base two. two series is um i think you could probably look at like a cla a ben cla i yeah, guess yeah. that's kind of similar yeah. um i don't know there's not a lot of cars in that segment i think a lot of it's right. right. crossovers but i will note that like acura was selling the ilx before everybody just forgot that it existed mm-hmm. right. um which is kind of funny because that car wasn't i mean i haven't driven it i've heard contemporary reports that it was maybe not exactly the best um but i will say it got an actual dct so it was like it had at least the sport chops for i i really think that like 90 percent of the integra excitement versus you know the ilx or previous cars that acura has made really a lot of what they've done in the past year which i'm i find fascinating from like a automotive historian sense is the their marketing took a absolutely absurd swerve out of left field where they were they you know if you look at the marketing campaigns for like the ilx and stuff which is a, you know three letter three letter badge whatever there's no there's no um brand equity they're building on there they're trying to prove that they're like above that they are that they are the rational choice it's all like keyless entry and you know the, the precision engineering and all that stuff and then they come out with the integra and the type s line and they're like here's an anime series and we're gonna do a burnout in an nsx hope you like this fuckers <laughs> and that's right. more or less like and that that to me is like i think that 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 bit of direction had kind of like filtered through the rest of the lineup and then you end up with the integra which is like a little bit more heavy on the sport emphasis i don't know how much more sportier it is than the ilx but like 
it does drive a little bit more Civic Si. It definitely seems like it'd be more fun than like a BMW um, 2 Series. I don't know. I got to drive one of those. I drove an M2 recently. That was great, but I think that's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that they're fucking quick. Yeah. 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 No, I, I don't know. Like the, the, the SI and the Integra like really make you think about them like after you drive them. Like they are, they're sticky. Like I've thought about them a lot. We drove this over a week ago and uh, it's, it's been rattling around in my head. Like if I, like, you know, because I thought like, okay, let's say my LS 460, it's time to depart with that. Right. Like, like that's the car that's going to blow up first out of that in my Fiat. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell how delusional I am. Um, but like if I wanted to move on from the, from the LS, like I'm thinking an EV, something like that. Right. Like, you know, super like mile crushing, but then I drove the Integra and I was like, no, wait a second. <laughs> you know, so you like, liked it. So Ian, I did Ian like, so I might have take from this that Ian liked the Civic and you liked the uh, Integra more. Uh-huh. Is that is that accurate? I think so. I I get the Integra. I get why someone would get would end up in the Integra. That someone is just not me. So uh, how did this book make you both feel <laughs> when you? <laughs> in my role as therapist, I yeah. feel like we have to we have to mediate this conflict. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, I, I celebrate our unique points of view. I I do. I really I really value Ian's thoughts and, uh, <laughs> and yeah. No, it, it's I don't know. It's practicality is not something that sells Ian very often, right? Well, I think it's more the like the the luxury side of it that like i get and it's nice but i would rather go faster right i would rather i would rather go faster um that's just the trade-off i'm willing to make but my i think the thing that i was confused about and and worried about for acura (laughs) after i came away with this was i don't know how to describe this to somebody and and have them end up buying this right like and not walking to the bmw dealership or or the mercedes dealership you know um i think that's the thing that i'm like like what what gap in the market did they see and is it actually there or is this person this target person just going to end up buying an suv well, and I, th- I think that that's also kind of crucial because, like, I don't. The Integra is weird because, like, not a lot of manufacturers start off with a base model luxury car as their entry mm-hmm. point. And I think that it's. I think that you could look at it and say, like, oh well, the whole point is to get people into the showroom so they buy an MDX. Right. It's or, like a reverse it's a, Halo. It's MDX right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. it is. A, it's the bottom. It's the bottom weighted Halo because um, you had the NSX Type S at the top, and then you got this at the bottom, and it's like, ooh, we're sporty and cool, and then you sell that, use that image to sell your SUVs, yeah. which is like a totally valid strategy. I, yeah, guess. because I, mean, everybody, I would want this. Because but, everybody but... looks best lit from underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind next time I do portraits. That sounds like a great technique. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like. I think that I feel like I am the person that would probably buy this car. Like, I really do feel like I like, I like a posh ride. I, you know, I like before the pandemic, I spent tons of time in traffic, right? Like I bought, I bought an infinity M 45 because I sat in traffic all the time, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's why I got that car. 
Like, uh, I mean, this, like, I could have my cake and eat it too with a nice manual with rev matching because I'm six foot four and have no coordination whatsoever. So I need rev matching. Um, I don't know. It just ticks tons of boxes for me. But yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't know. Like what you're, what you're saying about getting the, the people to the MDXs and stuff. It's like, yeah, you have this. And then when your kids, you know, like have hockey equipment, then you buy the MDX, right? Yep. And I think that, I think that saying hockey equipment specifically is a perfect encapsulation of the accurate target right? market. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't know. I, um, the way I described it when I wrote the Integra review was like the, the, the Integra is for Victoria Scott, automotive writer who has places to be and appearances to keep up. And the Civic SI is for Tori, who is not thinking about work in the morning because it is 11.30 p.m. and she is currently racing down the side of a mountain because uh, that's more fun. <laughs> and that's like, right. it, it's the same It's the same person. It's the same uh, underlying package. It's just like, it's presented very differently. And one of them is just very professional. And one of them is not. And I guess it comes down to what you want. Like I'm personally excited with Ian. If I was going to get one, I'd yeah. get the Civic. Also, it's cheaper. That's yeah. the biggest yeah. part of it for me. Is like it's almost ten grand between the two of them, and the Integra interior is a lot nicer, and you get a lot more features, and like the sound system's really good, and all that kind of stuff. But like ten grand is a lot of money, and it you is. could use that to make the Civic Si even faster <laughs> <laughs> and less comfortable. Yeah. There we go. I did not know we were having two Ian's on the show this evening. Like, <laughs> no, I I get it, right? Yeah, that ten grand golf is is big, right? I I love the adaptive suspension on the uh, on the Integra. Like, I think that if I could get that on the SI, if I could soften the SI and have like adaptive suspension, then that's what I would probably want. I think that's kind of the make or break because. The Civic, like Honda, has stepped up their interior game. It's not like it was Ugh. awful before, but it's amazing so now, right? So good, right? Yeah. yeah, like when we got in and, and I was in the the Civic, we drove that first, and uh, it was like, okay, well, where the hell is Acura going to go from here? Like, this is great, you know? Yeah, and, yes. and actually, honestly, between the two of them, personally, I liked the unbroken. Um, like yep. strip of hexagons yeah. in the Civic more we than were, I like. We the were talking about here. the same thing, yeah. Yeah, I, yep. I, it's just it's so sharp. Oh my god, I, right? I adore that. That the both cars' interiors are really good, but the Civic SI is just like it's one of those cars. Like I also loved the eighth gen Civic SI's interior because it felt like its own interior. It's weird and like, but it was also ergonomic. Everything was laid out in a way that made sense, and um, you know, it felt like its own car it did not it was never generic no one would ever accuse an eighth generation civic of being generic which and i feel kind of the same with eighth gen eighth gen is 06 to 12 um, okay so that's the one with like the you can't put it the notable downside of the eighth gen is you can't put in like a aftermarket radio without a bunch of messing around with it because yeah. it's got the big swoopy dash and then it's got like the heads right. up display style speedo with like the tack below it's so cool it's like a double decker mm-hmm. hud it's ridiculously cool and it's super readable um but um but it felt like its own car and that was like a big thing for me is it just was like you never got in another car where you're like oh this feels like my eighth gen civic it, it's yeah. a complaint i have with like a lot of other manufacturers namely i would say like subaru um, drove the WRX and I was like, this feels like a generic drawing of a car <laughs> interior. But they've been that way for, I mean, I know, I know. Ever. Yeah. I, I, 
don't get me started. So I mean, the Lancers too, right? The Evos were all the same way. They were all they were always like that. Yeah, but the Evos were so damn cool, you could forgive them. And the same way with thing with the STI. But now that Subaru's mm-hmm. discontinued the WRX or the STI, it's like mm, I don't think WRX is cool enough to skirt by on this, guys. <laughs> I, you know, I know we're talking about Honda this tonight, but I was thinking about this today. Like, what is Subaru's gameplay? I was thinking about it because I live in Denver and like I just see Subarus all day. Reno's the same way. Yeah. What What are they? Where Where do What are they doing? Like when When is their EV coming? What is (laughs) that even? Don't take your Subaru frustrations out out on Victoria. (laughs) No, I reviewed that EV. The Solterra. Right, right. The Solterra, but the the like you know, the one that's gonna replace all these XVs that we have. I I don't think that they're ever doing that. You don't think so? No, the Solterra is a requirement you, compliance card. They built yeah. 500 of so far, and all of the wheels are falling off, and they can't fix them. <laughs> and they can't get the wheels back on because Toyota built all of them, and Toyota similarly doesn't care about EVs. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, right, it's yeah. just you look at the state of Toyota, and they, they, you know, even their advocacy in Japan is calling for not more EVs. They desperately do not want to make EVs. And you could actually make an environmental argument that hybrids are overall better given our current state of mining and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. They don't want to build EVs. And Subaru was like, okay, cool, we'll go with these guys. I feel like that says a lot. And this Altera was also the most difficult car to review I've ever driven because I felt so weakly about everything in it that I was just like, what do I say? I mean, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go and be like, oh yes, the drive.com Subaru is terrible. You know, I have to be a little more nuanced than that. But I was like, this car, I don't even remember it. I remember right. Subaru put me on a Pilatus PC12 for part of the press trip which is like a single engine, like a nine seater commuter plane. I can tell you every detail about that flight. <laughs> I don't remember anything about the Solterra and that's more or less how I felt about it. So sorry, I told you, you shouldn't have got me going about Subarus. No, <laughs> no. no I, yeah. I, well, I was like, I was driving my kid to school today and it was just like, what, what are they going to do? And I don't know why, but it was my, uh, that was my morning crisis that I had. It, it, I, I kind of like the Crosstrek uh, plug-in hybrid. I've not driven one of those. I've driven a regular Crosstrek, and it's awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but plug-in hybrid engine. changes everything. I mean, like RAV4 Prime. Like, we don't like the RAV4, but RAV4 Prime is great, you know? Mm-hmm. I just like plug-in hybrids in general. Yeah. I think they're the smartest yeah. solution. Yeah, they're great, right? And they just don't market well, so nobody builds them. Right? And their stats don't look good on paper. Like, Mm-mm. what you see on paper versus the driving experience is really... It, that's a big disparity, right? Yeah. 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 Like I, anybody that's been remotely interested, I'm telling them like, just go fucking drive it. Just drive it and then talk to me because like, well, you can't. And, yeah. And we did the same thing with EVs that we did with gasoline cars, which is that every number has turned into a dick measuring contest. Like you can't, you're not going to get a sub three zero to 60 out of your SUV. If it's a plug-in hybrid, it's going to be more efficient and better for the environment because it uses less resources while using also using less gasoline. It's a, it's an environmental win. And you know, it, it's smart for a lot of people who have might have to take road trips or longer commutes or just can't get consistent charging. Um, but it's not climates. sexy. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's not a it's not it, you can't you can't point to it and say like look it's got crab walk and you know watts right. to power mode or whatever the fuck they call it. 
<laughs> We're doing great, everybody. We're doing great. This is Who? just my normal tone about this no. kind of stuff. No, that's why we wanted to talk to you because, like, we have feelings and we know someone who has feelings. Yeah. Like, this is as yeah. filtered as Victoria Scott gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I no. agree. I I agree with you with the, the plug-in hybrid thing because we've driven a couple in the last year and it, like, yeah, you know, I. It's uh, there's they've come such a long way, first mm-hmm. of all, because they used to be like real bad. I mean, like real, real bad. But like the the overlap stuff of like, oh, this feels weird when either you go from regen braking to physical braking or mm-hmm. or like, you know, the, the overlap between electric motor and and internal combustion engine. All that stuff has gotten smoothed out and fixed and like the feel of everything is so much better and now you get to play you get this like added game of like oh do i want to preserve my battery now i need to like be strategic with where i can use my ev only mode and where do Mm -hmm. i go into charge mode and it makes the driving experience yeah it makes it kind of more engaging than it used to be well and i think that it's also just like it for certain applications it's objectively better too because like last year i covered rebel rally um and the two two of the top three in the four by four class were four by wranglers and i i granted the teams that drove them were phenomenally talented and like i suspect that had most of the reason to do with why they won but also like you know fuel consumption and range is a huge part of rebel for even the gas powered teams and they had that much less to worry about because i don't know the wranglers got like what 50 40 something miles of all electric it's It's not like 35 yeah okay it's not like super far but it's enough yeah you know and if you're if you're talking about an event where you're planning down to the the you know five mile increments for your fuel range that's enormous um so i don't know i i and i also just like the idea of rock crawling silently is super cool to me right you know yeah i just i I took one up and did that and like we did the whole like uh what is what does jeep call it the the mode where you don't use your battery e-save or whatever the hell they call it Mm -hmm. anyway we did that all the way up the mountains and i had like my whole family with me and we went did a like a legit jeep trail and I'm not an off-roader by any chance or any stretch, but it was, it was the best off-roading experience I've ever had. Partly because I was in a Rubicon and it was like super capable and everything. Yeah. Um, but like being able to hear what the tires are doing, and not have to worry about like, oh, am I in the rev range or whatever, um, was awesome. It was great. And then just like on the way to and from the jeep trail doing that silently and being like in nature was lovely it was fantastic i loved every second of it yeah so i guess the official word of uh uh my my official input is the civic si is great and um buy a <laughs> yeah. plug-in hybrid that's and the that's, Acura that's, integra should have been a plug-in hybrid got it <laughs> <laughs> no, whoa. Okay, look, I'm still scarred from the CRZ. Okay, <laughs> I'm still a little iffy on that. I I have a friend of mine that picked up a, a used one for a song. He loves it. He's he's done a bunch of mods to it, but yeah, they're hit yeah. and miss. I just I yeah. I don't know. I'd rather have an insight, a first gen insight, because those things yeah. are absurdly cool. I have a friend who has one who routinely gets like. 60 miles a gallon on the freeway and it just looks like the most fun 
economy car possibly ever built. Yeah. It's a spaceship. They built it next to the NSX. It's more or less a race car. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That would be that. a great autocross spec series insights. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm here for that. I've I've seen people who do Mazda 2s a lot, and those look oh, really yeah. fun. Yeah. Like, pick up the fourth wheel mm-hmm. through most corners, you know, throw stickies on it and, like, better brake pads and more or less don't use them. You yeah. <laughs> just, like, full throttle and let the tires scrub enough to soak up speed. And it looks super fun. So I could see insights being fun. Should you ever come to Denver during autocross season, you have a seat with me in the Fiat 500 Abarth. I'll, uh, you can co-drive it with me and we'll have a fantastic time, Victoria. Oh, that'd be a blast. Yeah, I... Can- I- I can vouch that that is hilarious fun. Yeah, no, I I have not driven. I no, I take that back. I went to an auto show when I was 19 years old, or no, I was 21 because I had to be 21 to actually get to drive the the like little test loop things. And out of all the cars at the auto show, there was the you know there's always lines like go test drive stuff there. The Cleveland auto show and the only one i waited for and actually went and drove was the fiat 500 out of bars hell yeah it was unfortunately an automatic um but it was i still remember it being like one while the seating position is weird and two (laughs) my god this thing is so loud yep both of those accurate uh, memories are entirely accurate yeah yeah Yeah, i don't think i could write a whole review based off of that but like that those are the overwhelming memories (laughs) yeah yeah if there's two things that stand out that's it yeah (laughs) yeah and they're adorable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, right. I love them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So it, uh, through, through Acura's history, right, with their kind of like their entry level, right, the Integra to RSX and now back to Integra, right? Like, they had the ILX in there. Oh, yeah. The ILX. Yes. Thank you. Uh, how, did you ever drive one of the RSXs or... Like, did you have any experience um, with any of those? I had friends that had RSXs, my, but my ex had an 8th Gen Civic SI. It's the same car, basically. Oh, gotcha. It's not okay. the nicer interior, so I didn't get to speak to that specifically. But the K20, I will die on the hill of the K20 being the second greatest Honda motor ever constructed right behind the F20. Okay. Like, it is so... The K20 is so good. It, it I think the red line is like 8,200. And it's wow. got it's got some... I think it's either... I think it's rods. Something inside is rods and crank maybe are forged factory. And like you throw 10 pounds of boost at it with a supercharger stock. Like you put bigger injectors on it and it's perfectly happy with it. It still works with Honda. You can tune the whole thing yourself. It, you know, the suspension's a little rudimentary out back, but like, it's good enough. Just, just trail break. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the aforementioned really good dash and like the, the eighth gen. Yeah. So like, I, I have the experience with the Civic itself, not the RSX, but I, knowing, I mean, you could, you could basically build a Trabant around a K20 and I would still probably call it one of the greatest cars of the decade. So, or of the past century, I suppose. Um, oh, right. I remember this dash now. No, yeah, Dave's yeah. showing a picture of it. Finally yeah. pulled up a picture of the Civic, the dash. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's that. so cool. Yeah. So I drove an RSX of this vintage, and okay. I've driven SIs, like, going back. My, I have an uncle who has had, is, I'm very old, and I can only ever remember him having uh, CRX SIs and Civic SIs for, like, 
King shit. I don't know, 35 years, something like that. Like my earliest memories are him. (laughs) There's a great story that my dad and uncles tell of him um, hitting, like, you know, hooning his CRX SI and hitting something and popping an axle out of the transmission (laughs) and just getting a rock and hammering it back in and then driving it to the junkyard to go get another one. Typical Honda fix, yeah. right? Um, the car's not like, letting we, you we down. We love a man who knows what he wants, and like <laughs> owning owning thirty five uninterrupted years of Honda Civics, I respect it immensely. <laughs> yeah, yep, always SIs, and you know, always just beats the shit out of them, and they're just like they're like disposable cars to him. You know, I don't know. Um, anyway, so I've yeah, I've driven a bunch of these, and I think my favorite interior is still the. The uh, the hatchback one was that the seventh gen seventh yeah. gen yeah I'm assuming just, you mean the one with the, the shifter in the dash yes yeah yes. so that, good I, I had a friend that autocrossed one of those things and I did not get to drive it but it was very interesting I that's on my to drive list for sure I would it's like really to drive cool. every generation of Civic yeah personally. Oh, that's, yeah that's an right. ambitious project actually well I mean, I'm working on it yeah I drove the first one it. I drove the first CVCC that was ever sold here so I'm off to a, <laughs> I have a strong bookend on one end <laughs> yeah yeah I'd yes. say the most difficult one has been ticked right exactly yeah 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 <laughs> no I I was I was thinking about these like the seventh gen Honda Civic yeah. um you know like when I was initially, when I before I bought my Infinity M45, Ian was trying to convince me to get a Focus ST or something like that. Um, and so this, of course, was in the mix for like a used car. And then I realized I have a lot of driving to do, and you know, sitting in traffic in this would be pretty rough. Um, but then it came back up again when I was kind of thinking about the Abarth and maybe a Mini Cooper. And then I wisened up and actually listened to um, our friend Andrea's tweets about how often she you know, writes DOA certificates for minis, right? Yeah. yeah, But then, you know, fell into a super cheap Fiat. Thank you, Jesse. And uh, yeah, you know, but yeah, I've always been fascinated with the little hatchback SIs. They're so great. The one thing that sucks is like, they're super cool. And I think visually they're much more interesting, but they have, so they also have a K20, but it's a K20A2, I want to say. And the eighth gen Civic is the K20Z3. And in those two, and that alphanumeric des- designation is 40 horsepower. Oh, wow. It is, it's 40 horsepower and significantly stronger internals. And like, you can't go do all of the crazy stuff you can do to an eighth gen to one of these. And then after it's going into the ninth gen, they went to the K24, which does technically make more torque, um, but it doesn't rev as high. And like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of people will build like Franken K's where they do like a K20 head on a K24 bottom end. And like, you can do crazy stuff with them then. But like, out of the box, I the eighth gen was kind of like the sweet spot of revs and and longevity and tunability but these are i think these are cuter honestly and i mean that just to be clear i don't think you have a ton of like you know super toxic car enthusiasts listening to you but when i say a car is cute i mean i like it yeah i know that's (laughs) great yeah but it's not an insult or a diss i'm just being clear nope Nope. Uh, you're good we say cute all the time that's yeah exactly yeah um I have a really funny story about it, like someone calling a car cute. And it. so I was at, at the body shop having my uh, having my infinity, like the front bumper resprayed and somebody like had like gently rear ended me and uh, to the point where like there was no damage except for like in the in my rear bumper was the hole from one of the screws on their license plate. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was it. Just like it looked like I had one weird misplaced like parking sensor. And uh, so I was having that fixed. Right. And uh, some like very, you know, very broish dude pulls up in his Nissan GTR and uh, gets out, comes into the body shop and just this like just the, the best like crusty receptionist at at the body shop looks up and she's like oh that's a cute car <laughs> and he's like cute cute and just <laughs> was not having it not having Amazing. it. it made me so happy and he left and i told her how thankful i was that she said that car was cute and it made my day yes yeah. <laughs> right yeah no i i drive a cartoon of a car like my my tootie toot scoot scoot amarth is the cutest thing in the world like <laughs> my, my wife is so like she's like like it you know like as i'm modifying it she's like you like it's not gonna like you're not gonna change like how it looks right and i'm like i'm gonna put little hood vents in but it's still gonna be cute like we're gonna keep it like now hear me out it, it would be hilarious it would be straight hilarious to put an angry eyes jeep grill um, <laughs> on the embark i think it i mean hilarious or war crime it just, i mean if you use those as synonyms i agree yeah. <laughs> there, there is a mod to the abarth that i don't like where they like you know how the headlights come up into the hood right like yeah they there's these hoods that they sell that like flatten that off and it like it yeah cuts off the eyelids like, yeah yes. no no yeah, cut it out. It, it's because the American car sports car buyer is just dreadfully insecure. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it's the whole thing with like the the Watts to Freedom mode. I think it's the same. <laughs> it's the same overarching concept that gives us both the angry eyed Fiat Five Hundred and the the sub three second Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think we're about to get into a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> worth the material here so before we move on to games and such um i have one last acura question for you mm -hmm. so they've rebooted the integra what mm -hmm. would be if you you got put in charge of acura tomorrow and somebody came to you and said okay next up is the legend what do you want to do with it Ooh, it, can, it can be anything that's an interesting question because like I don't know. The legend is like this perfect opportunity to be like, ooh, luxury cars can, you know, EVs specifically could be like mm -hmm. stylish and silent and still sporty and all that kind of thing. And like, I think that's going to be one of the things that, you know, manufacturers are going to have to really try hard to prove is that like EVs, because outside of Porsche, um, you know, most EVs are not like playing up the explicit sport angle. I think the EV6 drives awesome, mm -hmm. even like when pushed, which is phenomenal to me. Um, but that would be, I mean, you could do an EV drive, but Honda's not really big in on that yet. Um, the prologue and the whatever the Acura one is, I can't remember the name of it. The actual production one, they did the concept at Monterey. Um, so I mean, you could do that. I, I, ideal world where the EPA doesn't exist. I mean, I don't know. Slap a twin turbo V6 in it or something. Give me get, what's what's the motor that's in the uh, MDX right now? Is that a single or twin? I, yeah, oh, no, I'm idea. not sure. Yeah. I'm googling it because I don't remember. Yeah. The MDX to me is it's like a twin scroll single turbo. Okay. Um, yeah. Slap that in a slap that in a thirty four hundred pound luxury coupe, two doors only. Yep. I'd Thank be you. happy. One of the best body styles like ever drafted, right? I like genuinely that. want one of those so bad. Right. 
Seriously, yeah. I've I've looked a lot. And the problem is that of course like the era of me, you know, buying and selling three thousand dollar cars is kinda over. Um, so I can't pick one up cheap anymore. So when I go for one, I have to either be wealthier or like this is my car for the next decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know if I like them that much. I haven't driven one, so I, I need to try it. Um that's an interesting bar to clear. Like what do you think what do you think is is an option then? For like, if you were to pull the trigger on something that would be your car for the next 10 years. My brain is so not wired that way because I've been through, I don't know, a dozen cars in seven years. Um, So I switch pretty frequently. And I I mean, I guess the one that I would really like to keep, and we'll see, time will tell. I'm still not 100% sure I'm going to end up being able to get my van, Marsha, fixed. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because parts availability is so difficult and it's expensive. I mean, it's really expensive to dump a bunch of money into a 27 year old Japanese market, extremely rusty van. Um, But really that was kind of my plan. If that one, if that doesn't pan out and I can't keep that for the next decade, I honestly don't know. I might, my, um, my partner's got a 87 forerunner. Oh yeah. That thing's cool as hell. Like I, I love that. I can't afford one off the bat, but like, I don't know. We'll pay insurance on it. <laughs> it's cool as hell. I love driving it. And like, it's 22 RE dead, reliable five speed locking hub, four wheel drive. Like it's, I, I don't know. I I'm reaching, I don't know if it's my age or if it's just like the state of the market or just a desire for more stability after so many years of swapping between cars rapidly. But I do kind of feel myself re- approaching a point where I'm like, all right, either the van is going to stick with me for a long time, or I need to get something that I'm just like, good you know it's gonna work you know i've i've looked at like old civics just like mm-hmm. a 95 civic just because it's like it looks cool there i know that like a stick one is gonna be fun to drive and i can crucially i can walk into any auto zone in the united states of america and i can rebuild the engine from the ground up right and like i can take it to any mechanic in the united states and blindfolded they could do anything you know i could do most things in a parking lot and like that's that's kind of where my head is at more lately. So like as much as I want a legend, I kind of don't unless it's like a second car. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why they're marketing Acura legend. It, let it be your second car. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> so drastically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Acura. Hey, you want something else? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right yeah should we do uh should we do a license plate game or you want to do fmk cars first what do you think dave well i i just i i want to loop back real quick civic si acura integra like if if price was neutral between the two what do you think you would go for victoria oh civic civic yeah yeah give me the sport tires give me the bolsters yeah okay uh, civic and also if you can throw in the tune that will get rid of the rev hang That'll be the first thing I'm doing. Probably the only modification I would do. But just yeah. give me that. I don't care if I got to reflash it every time I go to get an inspection because it's going to throw a CEL. <laughs> I know it doesn't make the emissions worse. Worse. I'm not hurting the environment. I right. got to get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have not been plagued by a vehicle yet with Rev Hang myself. Yeah. I don't I don't think the Abarth is even intelligent enough to know what that is. But yeah. <laughs> well, I drove the HPD um, race car version recently, and they tuned that out pretty damn easy. So. I was gonna say, yeah, let's touch base on that real quick because you got to drive an amazing Honda race car, and I am crazy jealous 
Yeah, I, the story that. on that one will be out pretty soon, actually. Um, but yeah, I drove your, the H. Yes. 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 I drove the. It's the prepped version of the Civic <sighs> SI for t- touring car racing specifications, so global TCR. Um, it's the same motor, same transmission, plus a strengthened third gear because Honda. Uh, <laughs> and then it's got big ass brakes. It's got big ass wheels. It's got big ass tires. It's got a six point you know, FIA certified roll cage, gutted as hell and straight piped. And that's basically it. It's more, and they sell it to you for 55 grand, which is kind of absurd. Cause that's like really cheap for a spec race car. Like the right? roll cage alone is like 12 grand. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty good bargain, I would say overall. Um, but I drove it for like two or three laps around um, Nashville super speedway on the road course, the Roval. Yeah, up and it's just the coolest fucking thing. I mean, I don't know. I've never driven a car with slicks before. That was the big thing for me because I've driven cars on tracks. I've driven autocross and stuff. I have never driven a car with like literal Hoosiers that have no tread. And that is an entirely different world to live in. And also like all that friendliness, all that like what I was saying earlier with the Pacific SI where it's like, oh, it's friendly. It's like it's encouraging you to find your limits. It's helping you race the canyons faster. That's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'm, this car will put you into a wall if you're not careful. And that's the whole yeah. point because being friendly is slow and it wants to be fast. So it was really cool. <laughs> the sketchiest thing I've ever ridden in is the there's a um, a Volkswagen dealership that does um, <clears throat> that does uh, track days out here, and they will bring out they have a a Jetta touring car that they bring out, and you, you can do ride-alongs in it mm-hmm. with like a pro driver, and it is so sketchy how like stiff the rear is. And like it wants to oversteer in the straight. So good, right? It's so good. <laughs> like from I the love pa- it. like I think it would be a ton of fun to drive, but like from the passenger, fucking terrifying. For, it's well, fun as hell. Ian's a horrible passenger, Victoria. Like he is <laughs> not good. A like, bad passenger. If Grandpa Dave over here scares him in his Saab Vigan, like come on, like yeah, buckle up. It gets way worse than me behind the wheel of that thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, but it was just crazy to feel how much it moved around everywhere. Like well, it just—I mean, I don't know about the Jetta, but they usually dial in a bunch of camber and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So the car doesn't really want to go straight, which yep, is like super yep. cool. I don't know. I like a car that can kill me. <laughs> I, it's just—it's my favorite thing. I'm so jealous that you got to drive that. It's amazing. That seems super cool. Yeah, that right? was that was the highlight of. That was I, there. There are a lot of highlight moments. I've done a lot of stuff that I was really, really, really lucky to do, but that one was definitely like up there because yeah. i don't know it's a race car i mean yeah. that's what I, I i you know and this will be on the drive soon and probably actually be on the drive by the time this uh podcast comes out um but uh th- you know like driving a real race car was just like this watershed moment for me like that's like that's like the one that you you check off the list you're like okay this is a real car accomplishment i did like yeah. the yeah. actual track prep thing i don't care if it's got 195 horsepower or whatever it's, it's do 105 on the back straight and tell me you're not terrified. Yeah. Front wheel drive race cars are like another, on another plane there. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. It was so good. Stuff's different yeah. after that, huh? Yeah. It's just, it's like, I, it, all it did was make me want to have a race car again. Like it yeah. just, I, you know, I had really sticky tires on my Supra and I never like raced it, raced it, but 
I miss that kind of thing because I've got the van now. The Accord's been in Houston for years and it's going to be getting sold soon. So like I haven't, my partner's got the Forerunner. So like I don't have a lot of fast stuff at my disposal. And then I went and drove that M2 this weekend and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I miss, I just miss being a dumbass in a car with a manual transmission so much. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, you know, yeah. it's so, pretty good. It's pretty it's good. So good. Right. Yeah, sorry. I'd like to thank Honda for giving me a good race suit so I look nice. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> that was my favorite part. I was like, wow, I get to style with the car. Great. I get to ma- do a little matchy. That's great. <laughs> How do yeah. we get invited to these press events, Ian? I know, right? Right? Yeah. But <laughs> okay. the drive sent me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what should we do, Dave? What do you want to do first? Ian, let's do your license plate game. Okay. Um, Ian, Ian's been very excited this about one. this. He texted me and I have okay. no idea what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one is entitled, Are the Bros Okay? Uh, and this is our game where we have three license plates uh, and you get the text of the license plates and then you have to match them to the cars. The license plate itself in the car is blacked out. So okay. Dave, you want to bring that up for us? Yep. Yep. Here we go. All right. Are the bros okay? Oh, my God. (laughs) From the soaring high note of Victoria in the Civic Si race car to all of this stuff. Whatever this is. Okay. All right. So while you're taking in. Give me a zoom in on that top one. Is that a four by E? It is. So, yeah. So we've got a a Wrangler four by E silver with the color matched hard top. Yep. Not a bad uh, spec, honestly. No, no it's right? a good looking car. It's good yeah. looking. Yeah. Love the blue accents that they went with for those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we got a gladiator. Mm-hmm. Lifted. Lifted. I would note. Significantly. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Okay. Not a whole lot else going on. And then we've got <sighs> a big boy toy. A Lamborghini Gallardo. Gallardo? Yeah. Yeah. A, a pre facelift Gallardo. Nobody's, it's a spider too. Nobody's impressed, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, Look, but, but podcast those things cost, those things cost, those things cost less than like the average purchase price of a new EV in America right well, now. It's pro- that I was thinking about that. It's probably cost less than whatever the person paid for the Gladiator. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. The right? Gladiator is way more. If this person bought this, you know, used a decent amount of miles on it, that Gladiator cost like a solid 10k more yeah which i would hope that that was the situation this person was in before they did this well that license plate's definitely nft (laughs) okay all right well let's get to the license plates victoria easy sorry sorry it's it's gotta be said the license plates are j alpha Mm -hmm. nft and two modest too modest, really. Too modest. So, I, Victoria, I don't know what these are either. Ian's kept so, them Yeah, you guys are on me. a team. You guys can work. Together. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, okay. So, J Alpha's got to be one of the two Jeeps. Yeah. Too modest only go. The 4xE isn't going to do a too modest, I don't think. That's That actually is somebody who is too modest to use a too modest license plate, if I had to guess. Okay. You know, like there's no external modifications. And 4xE people are like. Like, I don't know, Jeep people are interesting because I don't, I'm not part of that subculture, but like four by E people are like pretty chill in my yeah. experience. They're like the rebel rally kind of people. Yeah. They're yeah. out using their Jeeps and like, right. you know, do they drive them around town and stuff, but they also go like off-roading and they you know, go 
go rock crawling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that leaves us with like the, the I feel like the Lambo has got to be NFT because anybody lacking taste that much absolutely would have made a hundred K doing NFTs at the peak, bought a Gallardo thinking it was a good idea for 70. Right. And then flex that because right. that's like, that's your personality. Right. So and that's my, and is now broke trying to keep the Gallardo running. Right. I was yeah, going to say, exactly, now they, exactly. yeah, they go to sell a board ape to, to do an oil change in the Gallardo, find out it's only thirty dollars right now and that's not going to pay for an oil filter for that thing right yeah any car any car that nicholas cage owned like when he was in heavy tax crisis is not (laughs) a good financial decision people (laughs) do everything else nicholas cage did sure but you know uh yeah this no (laughs) no no yeah so okay so we're saying we're saying NFT. Oh, Ian and I saw somebody at the cart track with a Bored Ape shirt on, and we were like, they they funged their token. They funged it. <laughs> like they, yeah. They, they did oh, the my thing. God. Yeah. Yeah. These people walk amongst us, unfortunately. So, okay. I I real I like your opinion about the uh about the Gallardo for sure. So for J Alpha being the four by E, right? That's what we're thinking, right? And and I'm I'm wondering if that person just has some other like meaning for it. That's not like I'm the Jeep Alpha. It's just like somebody who's like I don't know. It was. I have yeah, no idea. I'm was, just that's my guess. Right. It's like it. It was like the first of their like college frat or something like. It's not like Alpha male, probably maybe. I, yeah, that's my guess here because that one's the one that I could read the most. NFT and too modest are clearly people who just like should not have the privilege of getting vanity plates. <laughs> this is why okay. you. This is why you need us working the counter at the DMV. Yes, yeah. with a big red deny button right? <laughs> stamp. Yeah, yeah. That we just apply to their forehead. Yeah. So, so to recap, we've got you. You've got J Alpha. For the four by E, mm-hmm. you're saying too modest for the gladiator, yeah, and yeah. then NFT for the big boy toy guy art. Yes, okay, that's right. my guess. Okay, okay, Dave, you're good with that. I am. I am. Anyone want to change their answer? No. Okay, let's see it. Okay, I'm going to the Dave have, don't look folder. Okay. I have some bad. I have some bad news, folks. <laughs> the no. Dave don't look folder. <laughs> No, J Alpha is the Lambo, and NFTs on the four by E. Ian, you're you're offset the whole point of getting the plug-in hybrid by. Let me let me. I I have a theory on this because I I took this picture and I nearly drove off the road getting this picture because I was so excited about it. I think what is going on here is that this person, uh. Uh, wanted people to think they had a G-Wagon. Mm. I think this is a little bit of G-Wagon cosplay going on here, which is the why they've gone for this spec. No. No? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think... Or maybe they're very sweet and earnest and these that's their initials. That, right. that honestly, I would buy that more. Yeah. Because, like, the thing is, is, like, no one at Jeeps, like... I, the thing is, is like to to somebody who's not a car enthusiast, Jeep still stands alone. Like, I I am friends with a lot of people who are not car people, but like you, if they see a Jeep, 
you are not seeing the front end of a Jeep and saying like, I, that might could be a Mercedes-Benz. No one has ever made that mistake. You could not pass off a Jeep. Any other SUV, absolutely. You throw enough like misdirection at the grill, mm-hmm. you might get away with it. Not a Jeep. And also I, uh, Jeeps themselves are respectable. Like mm-hmm. Jeeps are now like expensive. Oh, yeah. E is expensive. Yeah. So like that has its own respect to it. You don't need to pretend it's a Mercedes Benz. It's probably better than it anyway. I do <clears> like that we're trying that. to <laughs> I was gonna say that's big well, that's a big statement. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do like that we're trying to apply logic to the thinking of someone with an NFT license plate. Yeah. I think we all lost the game when we tried doing that. Yeah, and it, I don't know if it, it adds color, but this person did drive like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Too modest, I think, fits perfect with whatever the fuck this is. The and funniest then- story I've ever got about a Jeep Gladiators. I went to uh, Hungry Valley in Los Angeles with a couple other automotive riders and the the vehicles of the day were a Ford Bronco Sport Wild Peak or Wild Trim mm-hmm. whatever the top AT equipped version is a Land Rover Defender 90 and um, we had a F250 Tremor and so we did all these trails and it was like hard it was challenging and so I watch the Land Rover Defender 90 get through the downhill through the hardest section by far of the whole park we make it out and I'm like my heart is in my chest well, it's definitely my chest. My heart is in my, my pulse is in my ears. That's the, that's the turn of phrase I was looking for, and um, and I watch a gladiator start going up where we just went. I think he made it 15 feet and broke a turn signal, and then I just watched him do the do the reverse of shame, and yes. that was that told me everything I needed to know about gladiator breakover angles. That's really funny. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. So Ian, you said your coworker that doesn't really know much about cars sent you one of these the bottom one the gallardo with big boy toy decals and j alpha and i was just like holy shit <laughs> what is happening here ian the answer is no the bros are not okay the bros no. are not turns out they haven't been for a long time yeah 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 so that's thank- not even a good color combo i know right what are you doing yeah i'm yeah. assuming this is promoting some sort of terrible business idea that this person a vape shop or something that's got to be i don't know i mean big boy toy conjures up a lot of product lines for me and i don't (laughs) feel like anybody who's got the license plate j alpha would be selling them but i could be entirely wrong i haven't been to that side of grinder who knows i don't know i don't know but i I guarantee you one thing an llc definitely owns this car (laughs) (laughs) hang on i'm googling big boy toy for my work computer (laughs) big boy toys for alphas and i'm fired (laughs) yeah yeah my well 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 done everybody well done wow uh, that was are the bros okay yeah um dave Yes. Do you yeah. have uh, you have uh, an FMK cars? I believe I I do. And so Victoria, I wanted to I wanted to run past some of the Honda Civic Si line as an FMK, right? Like okay, right. Uh, so it, I, okay, I have one semantic thing. Yeah. For FMK for cars, it's always a little weird because I don't marry or fuck cars. Right. So are we are we are we doing like yeah. a daily daily 
one fling to the canyons, send to the crusher kind of thing here. Exactly. Yeah. So Mary okay. is it's your daily driver. Yep. F okay. is you you have it for a day and you can do whatever you want with it. And then K means you kill it, it goes to the crusher. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure the translation's clear. Yep. Yep. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Um Okay. So I I'm going to pick from three different generations oh, of Oh, God, it's going to be so hard. Okay. <laughs> you can crush one gently. <laughs> can I throw myself into the crusher to spare it? <laughs> we would never let you do that. Um, okay. All right. I So I was going to throw a seventh and an eighth generation in before like we kind of went into them i think we're going to leave those out okay okay so i think we're going to pick the the fourth generation here this 1991 yep so we got ef yep mm -hmm. the uh the sixth generation em yep and let's go ninth generation okay okay we're not making you kill anything you truly love right <laughs> i mean yeah you are oh i okay that is i mean i've driven one of these and it's i don't think it was an si factory si at least it was phenomenal and like my friend romero who you might have come across on twitter before uh, El Romero Arrow. I don't. <laughs> he I, for, he changes his at too much, so I forget what it is. But like, uh, owns a Honda shop in Costa Rica and is a race car driver. Oh snap! Oh, Raced cool. one of these for a while and just did inhuman things with it. Like like I'm talking about, you know, beating cars with double the horsepower. Kind of like the heroic clips you watch on you know YouTube from the the Australian mixed mace, mixed mixed make you know series races mm -hmm. but like in costa rica um in i am fully aware of how incredible this platform is um just like they are so good they are so good so okay we can so that's the one and then what's the other one you gave me yeah so that's the that's that was the 91 right i yeah. mean you can't crush this one because there's none of them left they all got stolen True. <laughs> you, can't, you can't crush an EM1 because the, a clean EM1 is already the rarest thing in the entire world. True. True. And then the 11th gen. Well, the 11th gen I'm going to crush because I have... That's the only one that I can be... Like, it's still a great car, but just like, I don't know. It's not... It's not at the... It's not elevated to the point of, like, legendary status yet. It's still... It's still... I don't know. I, I think there's a little bit of the... Um, the not that sporty but kind of like the rough edges are sanded off a bit in this one and so like it looks kind of cool but it's still it looks the most civic like to me it looks the most kind of generically honda sedan of them and the other two are at least coupe or hatchback yeah. you know yeah. three-door versions so they look a little sportier and also just like i don't know i the tuning potential on these motors is enormous but i just I, they don't do the same things for me out of the box okay so we can yeah. we can crush the the ninth gen Okay. Also, those wheels are hideous. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a good time for Honda wheels. So now we're down to, oh my God. Well, I do you, love this. I love you're giving this. me the hardest <laughs> question. Yeah. Electron Blue EM1 so is just right? like, oh my God. 
there's so many good cars that came in a blue like that you know yeah this well, is a and, great one and that's one of the ones that like i i i almost want to say the ef just because like the em1 is a nicer place to be inside of but they get stolen so much like even now they still get stolen all the time mm-hmm. like a 97 civic si is you might like there is no club on earth there is no <laughs> electronic system on earth uh there there's nothing you can do to that to deter people because they all see an electron blue si and like the they're just like well i gotta have it right. and like to an extent i almost get it man like i the only time i ever thought about grand theft auto in real life was i walked past an electron blue em1 and i was like that might actually be prison. I don't know. <laughs> just, just the vehicle is just covered in air tags, Apple air tags, just <laughs> super glued to every best, like the, the worst Tim Apple vehicle wrap ever. Yeah, uh-huh. the reverse um, golf ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I guess I'd take that one for a very spirited cannon run. I own the EF because you can. Uh, the other thing that's so nice about EFs too is that like it costs ten dollars to give one five hundred horsepower. there's just there's so many parts for efs Mm -hmm. and like the thing is is like that's that's that was still that was single cam d16 still i think right it was d16 i have to look up the the motor now that's okay sorry i don't remember them all off top my head i'm terrible i'm a terrible honda enthusiast yeah off yeah d16 (laughs) a6 that's what it was Okay. okay um so the thing that's great about that is that um you can buy D16 single cam D16 parts, especially for no money. You just go to somebody's garage who's been working on Hondas. But I could probably go to your your uncle's garage, honestly. Probably. <laughs> and uh, I could yeah. just be like, "Hey, man, you got any D16 stuff?" And he'd be like, "Thank God, I've been trying to get rid of this shit for 20 years." Yeah. And just you just gotta take a big bins. box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you take a big crate full of old Honda stuff and you slap it on there, and you only need like two wrench sizes and even i could work on it because it's so simple like it's there's there that's the one that you own because like even i could fix it yeah that is the unkillable the unkillable honda civic si and also they look cool yeah they look they do they've aged that's the thing like all of these like with a little with 20 years they all look great (laughs) you know yeah yeah that is the thing and the other thing too that i'll say that's one of the other alluring things about my hondas i hadn't mentioned earlier but every honda i've ever been in of any era no matter how many miles it's got the interior still feels nice yeah Uh, they don't for whatever reason the plastics they were using didn't crack like everybody else's the the door cards always like kind of stay in place the seats are really hard to tear like you actually got to try um at least if they're cloth and like they just you know, they don't have like a, they, they, it's like occasional little plastic rattles or whatever. But for the most part, they feel like well constructed. Yeah. Um, just don't get in a car accident. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this car's in BMNG drive and it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> you just turn into a pink mist. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's my, that's my, um, that's my health insurance plan. Yeah. <laughs> you die in the car accident and then you don't have health. In- you don't have to worry about doctor bills. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fire up BMNG. I didn't know this was in it. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's called the like the the Abishu DX or something. Okay. But yeah. it's it's in the game. It's in the base game, and it's like actually really fun. They have like a hill climb version too. So nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I spend way too much time in that game. Ian, we're gonna fire that up on the sim. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Right, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Victoria, thank you for being equal parts sage, wisdom, Honda Acura guru, therapist, comedic relief. Uh, we honestly like we like I got out of those cars and it was like yeah I gotta talk to Victoria. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we have some stuff we need to work through. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad you liked him. <clears throat> yeah, fun experience to get to go drive all of them. Honestly, yeah, yeah. It was super great and it was super eye opening driving them back to back because it really highlights like oh these cars are very similar if you just look at two spec sheets but they are for different things. You know, they're just, they have, they suit two different purposes completely. Um, and you really get that when you get a chance to drive them back to back. So oh, yeah. it was, it was a cool experience. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to do an episode just about one of them and not talk about the other one? Like, I mean, that's kind of weird, right? I, I could talk about the Civic SI alone for about an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> I love that car so much. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I liked it a lot too. Yeah. 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 We, one of the other cars that we drove was the Z. was the new Z. Oh, and, I haven't driven that yet. And Dying uh, to try it. It the On the road we were on, mm-hmm. you know, after just being in both of them for five minutes or whatever, the, the Civic was so much faster over that same ground like so much faster because you just it's it you get in it and someone just hands you a a lap full of confidence you know like you can you can do this you got it yeah i'm i'm super curious to drive the z but i'm glad you got to drive them all together because that's a good that's a good mix and that's always like the most fun part of the job i guess like Mm -hmm. the whole the whole takeaway i've had from all of this like because i've only been an automotive writer for like what 18 months Right, full time basically, and like the takeaway is just like, damn, it's really fun driving cars. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's just I keep coming back to that. Like it's it, you know, events like that where you get to go actually try this stuff out and you know have opinions on like what you enjoy and what you don't. It's just, it's a really really fun gift to have. Definitely. So I'm glad that you invited me to talk about it because I genuinely oh. love chatting about this kind of stuff with people who have gotten to try them too. Yeah, even if they're wrong and they prefer an Integra, it's still fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, thank you, Victoria. Yes, uh, the show's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, we we need to talk about your plugs because there's yeah. tons of stuff that you do that we want people to know about, right? Um, pe- people, first of all, need to follow you on Twitter at Mikaru Beahina, right? Yes. I've been practicing yes. that all day. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they absolutely need to buy your uh, picture book that's up on itch.io. Yes. Uh, the I, pilgrimage. Thank you. Yeah, that's my biggest like f- independent project I've done recently. And that's with the Forerunner I was talking about. Exactly. Okay. Um, amazing pictures. Uh, those first gen Forerunners are the best. So you're completely right. There'll be yeah. a review of that one on our site soon, actually. Yes, yes. So, but I did the book first just because I was so excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so they need. To, they I need will. To f- oh, go ahead. I will yeah. note too. I was just gonna say that that um, it's on itch.io and it's a pay as you want, so you can totally you get go. it for free. And I kind of wanted people to just be able to. It was my first ever um, photo book I ever made. 
like completed project. And it was the first time that I'd ever tried to do take my photography from just a place where it was like, this is a sequence of images that is kind of like a, a pastiche of a day or like a, a little window into my life or the things I saw and try to actually tell like a cohesive set in its own time and place story. So I would love, you know, don't feel compelled to pay. Please take a look at it and let me know what you think. I'm actually curious. I want to do more things like this and feedback actually really helps. Yeah, no, it it's fantastic. I, I loved it. It's a fantastic narrative. Um, yeah. I mean, Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. So we're really thankful that you put that out there because it's great. Um, yeah. And awesome that you made it name your own price. That's fantastic. Right. Like yeah, it's, very cool. yeah. So we're really thankful for that. Um, yeah. So besides following you on Twitter, uh, you know, checking out your picture book, reading your articles on slash gear and drive oh no i'm i'm full-time the drive oh full-time the so, drive now so okay. the, the, the slash gear stuff was stuff i did last year when i was um freelancing and like i still love that story i still love i mean chris davies is like what has been one of my mentors in the industry and stuff and i love what they're doing there um but my stuff nowadays is just in the drive okay gotcha gotcha so Yep, you can find all of it there. I do a lot of news stuff. I have I have to update this site again. This that my van, my personal um, site because I haven't put a lot of features on it in a bit. But um, but yeah, I've got everything there, and I've done a bunch of feature work recently that I was pretty into. Um, I think the the biggest ones I've started a photography series on how to do automotive yes. photography called Picture Perfect. Um, I've been trying to do some longer form stuff. Uh, We've done. We've got a retro review series going. So I reviewed actually the original Civic, like I had talked about, and the Accord, the first Accord that you know Honda brought into the U.S. Um, and then uh, I've did done some longer investigative features on things like Hyperloop or like the Virgin Hyperloop setup, or um, you know automated car telematics, and how they can track you and how that relates to Roe v. Wade and all that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to do more like you know service journalism kind of here's the here's the scoop kind of stuff so if you're into that kind of thing yeah absolutely check us out we have lots <laughs> yeah i really liked your your reporting on the privacy stuff um thank you that was really cool yeah we have a really good team there so there's a lot of good stuff on there i mean james and lewin just did a cross australia drive in an ev6 yeah. Um, we did a bunch of good reporting on like the actual efficiency of evs over their lifespans recently that i was really into like there's a ton of great stuff yeah yeah the drive is great well, as, did we miss anything, Victoria? Is there anything else? That's all I got. All right. <laughs> I feel like I talked way too much as it is. Nope. <laughs> That's the whole point of this. Yeah. Um, Dave, if people enjoyed this, what should they do? Subscribe to us on YouTube. Tell a friend. Uh, you know, grab your parents' computers when they're not looking and subscribe to our channel, their iPhones, yeah. whatever. Do that stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you see bonkers vanity plates... Go ahead and text them to 720-515-1391. We've kind of repurposed. We had like an Apex adjacent crisis line and it's been repurposed to people see bananas people with uh, weird vanity plates and they text them to us and we put them in these games. Yep. Uh, slide you can also call and leave us a voicemail if you're into that. <laughs> yep. Yep. If you're, if you're working through Dave, some you're stuff. you're not going to believe this shit I just saw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you're working through some stuff, leave us a voicemail. Um, if you know, you like an Integra better than an SI and there's nothing, you don't feel bad about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, um, but also, yeah, slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram, Apex Adjacent. You know, be a weirdo and send us vanity plates there because then Ian gets them and I don't look at them. Yep. And uh, that's how we keep that secret from one another. And uh, yeah, so that's that's about it. Well, thank you again, Victoria. Everybody else, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you again love for you. having me. See y'all. Bye. <laughs>